Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 200, and uh, we've simply titled this one Celebrating 200, because we've made it to 200 episodes. My name is Steve, but I am not j- just here by myself. I am joined by a full full crowd tonight. Greg, how's it going, man? It's awesome. Glad to be here for episode number 200. I think exciting. I joined a little bit before 100, so it's nice to see that I've been here for more than half of the episodes now. Nice. Or concrete evidence that I've been passing <laughs> more than half. <laughs> nice. And uh, also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, yeah. As Greg said, I joined before 100, so happy to be here for over half. And and uh, yeah, it's just seeing how everything evolved in 200 episodes. Cool, cool. And uh, someone that's been here for a a little bit before 100, maybe going back to episode one, uh, our old host, Hassan, thanks so much for joining us for episode 200. Yeah, of course, I totally, I had to join. I, I remember back when I actually used to have hair, I feel like is when I start, you know, started this thing, and now now it's all gone, but, you know, we're still here talking Nintendo, and, and it's always fun to chat with you guys. For sure. For sure, um, and thank you all, you guys. Like we've already got a bunch of people in the in the chat, just like thanking us for our celebrating for 200 episodes. It's been awesome, uh, and and technically we may have actually uh, we've we've got more than 200 episodes because there were a few like part A and part B uh, episodes within there, but officially 200 episodes. This is number 200. Um, thank you guys so much for for making this happen. Uh, for 200 episodes, not too long ago, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary, um, and uh, and here we are, at episode 200. So who knows how, mon- how many more we got? Um, I think a long time ago we we had no idea uh, that we'd be still going 200 episodes later. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it's a big you know achievement when we had uh, 100 episodes, um, and that's when we went video and everything. So it's it's pretty exciting. Um, but one of the big reasons that that we are here at episode 200 is because of you guys, um, our listeners, our viewers, um, and uh, dare I say our fans? I guess um, it's weird saying your fans, but um, your fans of Nintendo, you keep coming back here. Um, you know, every couple of weeks to, to hear us blab on about Nintendo stuff as well. So thank you guys so much for, for doing that. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us live in the chat room. Um, it, it just helps so much. And if I could, I ask, I would love to ask you to subscribe, uh, hit that bell on YouTube, um, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, share this with other Nintendo fans, join us on social media, join our discord to join in the conversation between episodes. We would just love to connect with you guys. And uh, and really through this, we've been able to develop uh, a really awesome community. We talked about this a little bit on our last episode, um, just how we love our community here at Nintendo Fuse. And uh, so, yeah, all of that is because of you guys. So thanks to everyone, Jakester, Michelle, Dave, Carolyn, uh, Jesse, uh, let's see. I think there was someone else. I'm sorry if I'm missing you. Oh, it's you guys. Um, you're joining in the chat as well, but, uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for all the congratulations and everything. Um, so yeah, before we jump into anything else, uh, tonight, our regularly scheduled program, because there is a lot to discuss. There's been a lot of announcements, even without E3, there's been a lot of game announcements over the last couple of weeks. Um, but before we get into any of that, I'd love to just Let's reminisce a little bit. 
Let's discuss some of our our favorite memories over the last two hundred episodes. And uh, and Hustin, I'd love to go to to you first because um, you know over ten years ago we were putting this thing together, and uh, I, I'm assuming like for me, I I'd never expected us to get to two hundred episodes. So take us back a little bit. Yeah, I I, I remember. I think I was at. I was at university, so I was away from home at the time, and uh, this was kind of a way to connect with Nintendo fans, uh, you know, online, and, and I just remember those early days and, and just kind of being a part of this community, and so I never thought it would grow into what it is, and, and 200 episodes later, like, that's just insane to think about, and I, you know, when you said it, I, I forgot that at the 100 episode mark is when we went to video, so the, uh, you know, the fact that the, the podcast evolved to, to have the video component as well for half its half its time is, is pretty pretty crazy too so that's that's super cool I, I there's been so many great memories over the years uh but it's just it's cool to see from where we started and i know we experimented with so many different formats i remember one time where we each would record little segments and then have our own little transitions like on to you steve and then you do your part and then like you know so it was kind of fun to experiment with those things, but I, I think like we've hit the sweet spot with this whole video format and also you know the audio uploads. But I think it's uh it's been a, it's been a good ride. It has been. It has been. Um, yeah, I remember early on we were still doing the other podcast though. We 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 fuse podcasts. I think what we call it before. Uh, week weekly fuse, weekly fuse podcast. Yeah. Um, back when that, I remember when you guys asked me to first join, and I remember I was so nervous because um, I'd never done anything like that before, and it was kind of crazy just to to. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I'm getting a spam phone call right now. I forgot to turn my phone off. So, um, so <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, I, I never expected any of that. And I remember, you know, also kind of being like, I go in my bedroom, like, all right, I've never actually talked to these guys before, and like, we're gonna just talk Nintendo. And it was it was so much fun to to do that um, week after week. Um, so, Greg, do we we added you before Barry, right? Am I remembering that yes. correctly? Yeah, it wasn't too many episodes before, but it was before. Yeah, because we had we had some other guys. Uh, Mickey used to be a part of it, and some other um, some other guys. I I remember the the one that I loved coming after. Uh, <laughs> Jake's are very professionalism. You've been listening to this podcast long enough. We're not professionals, um, but uh, two hundred episodes in, we're still trying to figure this out. Um, but yeah, I remember. Oh, my, my Sir Venom is uh, the guy I loved coming Nick, after Sir Venom. Uh, so often in the pre-recorded ones where we put them all together and it never knew how he was going to introduce me. So that was crazy. Um, but eventually we kind of got our, our crew together. Uh, and, and Greg, like, what's what's the memories you got over the last uh, hundred or so episodes? Well, I definitely remember the talk shoe days. Um, <laughs> that was... Uh, <laughs> Always a very fun experience for the audio portion of it. And then still one of my favorites was that one caller is like video games, video <laughs> games, video games. Uh, like, so great. It's like, oh, you have a question or comment? Video games. Like, <laughs> like okay. <laughs> nice. like, that was one incredible thing. And then we also had that one guy that from Maryland or something, I think it was. or And then he was like, he like made a 
a habit of calling in for like every episode is like, oh, the, the wife let me get away to let me join, like watch you guys. Like, uh, I miss like him. a really large fan that we had. He was from uh, New Jersey. I think his name yeah, was his name Matt. I think it was Matt. I think so. He's Matt. he's basically yeah. right down the street from Barry. I don't know. No, I don't even know where he lives. He could be. <laughs> yeah, call back in, man. I, I I miss you. We all miss you. Call back in, Matt. <laughs> Those live calls were a little scary too, because you never knew what was going to happen. That's true. But for the most part, you know, it was it was good. It was fun. That's true. That the craziest one was that time that some cult called in or whatever and invited us to come join theirs. It was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that was that was a little scary. <laughs> uh, Barry, what's uh, what's it been like over the last hundred or so episodes? It's been great. I remember when it was just video and and those calls. Those calls were the most nerve-wracking because for you guys, it was easy. It was just listening to the calls. For me, I was the only one because at the time, I was actually using my cell phone to call in and listen through the headset. So the whole time, I had to have one muted. And when the calls came in, they came through TalkShoe, which was on my phone. So I had to have the phone up to the microphone, and which meant my camera was always on scene when they were talking and sometimes they said some really weird stuff so you guys were all able to, to mask your emotions and we were using google hangouts there were only showed the face of the person talking and i was like oh god i have to i'm snickering and i'm trying to hide these emotions because it was funny and my face is like right there so everyone can see what i'm reacting to and i was like i don't want to disrespect but some of the times some of the things that were said were really funny and uh really weird sometimes too right. but uh, it, it definitely created a unique aspect and i do miss that i wish we could do do the calls again i like having the chat but there, there was just something really special about having random calls um but that was that was definitely one of the my top memories um i just think meeting people meeting you know different people in the chat rooms and, and the community uh and especially coming on uh, you guys because you know, I had to get in by calling and messaging Hassan and being like, please take me and please take me. <laughs> please and, take and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it was an interesting transition going through each stage, but I think each stage of this podcast has its pros and each stage has its cons and it's fun to see how it's evolved. Hmm. And, uh, I don't know if Steve, did you send out the memo to everybody? Like for 200, we were doing smell vision right? Like we were just going to add, you know, our body odors and stuff are going to be, be included into the podcast. So we thought that would be a, a nice new way to go like a 4D, right? <laughs> yeah. The, you're not doing the good gamer, gamer body odor and just like, you know, <laughs> ushered your way on that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we could uh, jump into something like that. <laughs> Better watch out, Barry. I think he's trying to start selling his bath water. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we could. I mean it's funny, right? It's hey, that's how we're gonna it. make money on this thing finally. <laughs> uh let's go to the chat, man. People have been congratulating us. Thank you guys so much. Um Let's see. Jesse's out delivering pizzas and listening to us. That's fantastic. Um, if you can just deliver pizza to all of us. Um, yes, we are in four different states, but that's uh, that's no excuse. Uh, and then um, let's see. 
Jakester is just Jake's- yelling at me for being non-professional. So, you know, what's new? Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave said he discovered us in ep- uh, the show in two- 2017. Then he forgot about it. Uh, but then he started ro- watching regularly after E3 2018. So he didn't, he didn't forget about it too long. Um, but yeah, 2009 is when we, when we started it um, in the fall. So um, what I would love to just remind you guys, if, if you're new to the podcast and uh, maybe episode 200, your first one, um, go back at least to, uh, I forget which episode it was, but it was like 185, 186, something like that, um, which was our 10 year anniversary episode. And um, make sure you watch that. If you want to know like a lot of history about the podcast, we had some special guests come on and some old uh, hosts um, that were on and and just to share their memories and things like that. And so, yeah, um, it's a it's a great episode to kind of reminisce a lot more. Um, we didn't want to necessarily turn this one into all of that again because um, we just did that <laughs> at our ten year anniversary. But uh, but it is kind of cool to to celebrate two hundred episodes and. We are going to be doing some giveaways this week, um, starting this week. So make sure um, that you are definitely tuned into our social media, but especially on Twitter. Um, so just follow us at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter. Uh, enable notifications actually are probably one of the best ways so you don't miss out on any of our our tweets about contests that are going on. And um, maybe, maybe Jakester. Jakester's getting excited about your bathwater there, Barry. Um, uh, we might be able to give some of that away too, but uh, if Jake's I'm not making really any promises. It, I don't know. If he really, I, know. I would question his motives at that point. <laughs> Even your wife didn't jump on that, um, Barry. So I don't, I don't know what that says about Jakester wanting your bathwater, but your wife not even wanting any of it. So she's just, she's just excited about pizza. So yeah. <laughs> As long as it's Chicago style here, that's be great. Mm, ah. Chicago Make style. sure to give Barry a fresh Chicago slice. Yes. Oh god, nice the garbage. Uh, there's a Chicago a style uh, uh, Giovanni's or Giordano's. <laughs> is that right? Giordano's uh, is in Denver now. I was so excited. Um, what I would love if, if, if Gino's East came to Denver as well, but that's probably not going to happen. But at least I can get Chicago style pizza near me. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> or make uh, make the New York style pizza uh, person uh, pretty upset. So we're going to move on from that. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Any, any final thoughts about episode 200 before we move on to start uh, talking about all our, the what we've been playing and all the game announcements and all that stuff? Now, nah, just let's double it. Let's go. Yeah. Double or nothing. All right. <laughs> And at this episode is when we announced that Hudson's coming back, right? All oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm still stuck in a dungeon. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> hey, we're all stuck in dungeons right now. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> My master plan is complete. <laughs> uh, I, I love the fact that, that we have been so used to doing this uh, from afar and from our own homes that, you know, quarantine, whatever. Um, you know, Nintendo Fuse podcast will still prevail because... We pretty much all quarantined anyway, all the time, uh, at least for the podcast. So thank you guys so much for, for 200 episodes. We'll try to make this a great one. Um, maybe a little more professional as we go on. Probably not, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Barry, how about we go to you first? What have you been playing? Oh, I've actually been playing quite a bit, uh, thanks to the uh, the Playcast as well. So uh, mobile 
on my same regular Dragalia Lost and Mario Tour and 14 on the PC. Those are all usual staples. Uh, for the Switch, uh, for my own sake, I've been doing still Animal Crossing, um, which uh, it's more like a daily thing now. Uh, and then for uh, for the Playcast, I've actually played quite a bit of games. I played uh, Defunct, which is my under a dollar challenge for this week. I uh, played Bug Fables, which is our game of this week. I did Clubhouse Games, which I was really excited about and really upset that we couldn't play online at all with our friends. But uh, I did Lazy Galaxy Rebel Story, which is another under a dollar game. That's like 10 cents, and it's well worth it. It's a really cool shmup Metroidvania. Um, for a game chat, upcoming game chat here, I'm doing Fly Punch Boom, which is an interesting little fighting type game. And uh, I'm also, I played a little Aploid Saga as well. And then on the PS4, I actually just started today, Detroit Become Human, because I, I wanted a break from the big RPGs. I just fin you know, finished Xenoblade and Trials of Mana before that. So uh, it's nice to get back into a more casual visual novel style game. Nice. Nice. Jakesters want to know what you thought about Bug Fables. Ah, Bug Fables is, uh, so far, it's really cool. If you don't know what it is, it's like a, uh, it's Paper Mario. It is a Paper Mario RPG, like the like N64 Paper Mario. Um, really well done. Um, and uh, I won't say anything more, but if you uh, are interested, the next Playcast episode, that is our game. So you're welcome to uh, listen to that and hear my full thoughts. But for, for a quick little thing, um, it's very enjoyable. That's what I'll say. Nice. Nice. Greg, what you been up to? Well, my <clears throat> normal mobile staple, Fire Emblem Heroes, still uh, continuing on. Um, they just released like a newer update with a brand new mode where you have to catch some thieves and take them down. So that's been kind of interesting to be leveling up there. Um, then over on the brand new entry on the list, I've been... I got a Game Boy Advance SP for Father's Day. So, and along with that, I got a copy of FE6, the Binding Blade. Or <clears throat> I found out that I actually bought like a special localization copy called Sword of um, Sword of Seals. But that's basically the same game. It's Roy's game. So, I've been going through the first three chapters, and it's been pretty solid so far. I'm really enjoying the story and everything. And gameplay is pretty similar to that of Sacred Stones, which I played on 3DS. Like for that ambassador program. That's another fun memory there. <laughs> but hoping to continue to go on. Um, I'm finding time to play that because the wife is kind of taking over Animal Crossing for me. <laughs> so <laughs> the island decoration has now been pushed onto <laughs> her shoulders, and I'm having less switch time as it goes on. So I'm still trying to log in daily and getting my stuff done, but I'm not really doing tons of designing elements because she's – full-on responsible for town the whole island design now. <laughs> nice. Um, I also was playing the fly punch boom because I was going to be, me and Barry will be discussing that in the, probably in the next few weeks or so. Um, and then re very recently this last week, I did an, finished another level of Paw Patrol 100%, so there's only one level remaining with uh, my daughter Belle. She really wanted to play it. It was like in the very back of the Switch list. It was like, like, oh, Daddy, I want to play Paw Patrol. <laughs> like, but learning it from playing Animal Crossing, she's getting used to using both hands. So she's actually starting to figure out like how to do the platformers now. So that has me a little bit more excited. So steps forward is my opinion there. So and then finally, on our little sheet, I listed a secret game, which is actually um, What the Golf. So like, there's like a Mario 
Super Mario Maker streamer that played it on stream, and then it looked very interesting and very funny. So then I ended up purchasing it, and then I've just been laughing and enjoying it the whole time. It's a very silly like golf game. It's not anything serious. Um, instead of like just having different unique holes, there's different ways that you play the game of golf. So there's like a level where you're like, hitting the golfer around instead of like the actual ball. Like you're like swinging and hitting the guy that's normally supposed to swing the club, and it's super silly and stuff like that. And then it even have like some funny phrases at the end when you beat the level. So there's like ones where you're like hitting birds, and it's like oh birdie, and because that's like a golf <laughs> term. So it's like so it's very silly and very funny, and definitely would recommend. All- if you like those kind of games, to check it out. Nice, nice. That's a it's a game that I had thought about getting uh, the Apple Arcade for, just because of that game, because uh, I heard a lot of people enjoyed it, and then heard it was coming to Switch, so I've held off on getting Apple Arcade, and I'll probably end up getting it for Switch at some point. Um, that's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna go to the chat real quick. Jakester says he's been playing Fate Grand Order, uh, checking into Animal Crossing, and started a new playthrough of Pokemon White Two. Um, and then, yeah, so it looks like, uh, what everybody said. So yeah, be sure to let us know what you guys are playing in the chat. Um, Hassan, what have you been playing lately? Um, I played some clubhouse games. Um, that was fun. I did like doing like kind of just setting it down and do, playing like on the touch screen, like with my wife and I, I played a couple of games and stuff. Uh, so that was fun. But honestly, the majority of my gaming time lately has been Fortnite. Uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. I got some of my coworkers into it. Uh, and so we'll play frequently as well. And just, they had a new, new season came out recently. So been, been playing that. And, um, yeah, honestly, like that's really just the majority of my time. It's just been, been Fortnite. It's just been a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I feel like every time I see your name pop up in my friends list, it's always says Fortnite, right? <laughs> Which mine probably yeah, always says yeah, Animal Crossing much. or Rocket League. So um, that's yeah. most of what I've been doing as it, well. It was, I honestly, I'm a little surprised at how I haven't played Animal Crossing in like a month or so, probably. Wow. Uh, you haven't even booted I it up? I think it's honestly, no. no. And, and I think I think the reason is once I'm in the game, like I have my set routine of things I need to do. Like I have to dig up the fossils. I have to check the shop, right? It takes like an hour to get through everything. <laughs> And then I feel like I can actually do something else. And so like, I feel like I can't do anything unless I do those things. Sometimes I just don't have enough time to play. So I don't want to spend my hour just doing the same daily routines. And I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to boot up Fortnite and play a game or two instead. And so I just kind of got in this rut of not touching it. But but I do want to go back this month, though, and, and check out you know the new stuff that's that's there for this month before it, before it ends in a couple days. Yeah, There's a bug off this Saturday, too. It's true. Yep. I will check that out. I am so excited for it because I, um, I've not been getting like some of the the visitors that I really want. So I've been loading up on like been catching all the fish and really expensive bugs. But I'm waiting for those guys to come around so I can sell them to them. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And then I got the bug off announcement. I was like, yes, (laughs) finally, I can get rid of all these bugs that have been just loading up my front yard. So, um. So that's going to be great. Uh, Dave says that he's been playing Persona 5 Royal uh, Deadly Premonition and just started the SpongeBob remake. So um, I've heard really good things about that remake. I've heard it's uh, very, very true to the original, but looks a whole lot better. And uh, yeah, it's it may be up for uh, some people's game of the year at this point, at least from what I've heard about the game. People are really excited about this, uh, the 
Bikini Bottom uh, remake. So um, what have I been playing? I've been playing, of course, like I said, Animal Crossing and um, and Rocket League. Um, also played a little bit uh, more of uh, Clubhouse games, and I did play some, some local multiplayer. Um, so... Uh, we have access to another another switch, um, and so my wife and I were able to to start playing um, a little bit of that, and that was great because it was it was definitely like reminiscent of us playing the original Clubhouse games on our DSs, um, and so that was that was a lot of fun. So some of those nights, you know, where you've like where we feel like we've got to the end of Netflix and the end of Disney plus. And we're like, what else do we do while we're quarantined? Um, I got out clubhouse games and, you know, we spend like several hours like playing and that's really cool too, is cause like we've been able to learn new games. Um, so that's been really fun. So my, my wife had never played uh Mancala before. So she learned Mancala and then just kept playing like, Oh, wait, 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 okay, one more, one more, one more. <laughs> and that was, that was really fun. So yeah, I um, think that's the game that I played the most in Clubhouse games nice. so far. Main college. I have the actual like game too, and then when I saw it was in Clubhouse games, I was excited. Right. Yeah, it's so much easier because you can just reset by hitting a button instead of uh, <laughs> you know separating them all out again. <laughs> um, and then I've also been playing uh, Burnout uh, Paradise uh, Remastered as well. Um, haven't spent a ton of time. Uh, with the game, but um, but from the little bit that I played, it feels very like Burnout Paradise um, that I knew before. I, I'm pretty sure I had it on PS3, I think, um, was the original one. I think that was one of the first games that I got for PS3, got the Game of the Year edition, um, and loved it. Um, and I will say, I think I don't, I'm not really liking how all the DLC and all the stuff is included, as weird as that sounds because I really liked discovering and unlocking it over time um, in the original game. And with it all unlocked from the very beginning and just everything's open, I'm like, eh, <laughs> like it's not as, it's not as fun to explore things and find them, you know, for the first time and, and that sort of thing. And then um, also I really, really, really am missing analog triggers for accelerator um in racing games like i missed them on in rocket league it's been a, kind of a pain because even like dribbling without analog triggers is kind of it's kind of a pain um but uh but especially in in games like burnout where like i want to be able to you know back off the accelerator sometimes and it's all or nothing um on the switch so that's kind of just a downside uh for the this the game itself or the the system, not necessarily the game, but I'm having fun with it. It's it's a blast. Um, takes a little bit to load up, but uh, but it's fun to play though, um, for sure. And, and it's really cool to to note that they have a lot of the the original game is basically all there with all the DLC. So, um, are any of you guys like planning on getting Burnout? Are you fans of Burnout genre or anything like that? Or you know? I love the Burnout games, and and I have the Switch remaster. I just haven't touched it yet. Nice. Did you did you play the original Burnout Paradise? I didn't play the original Paradise. I played uh, one, two, three, and Revenge. Okay, Revenge was so much fun. Revenge was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember and I did the crash course down like the Xbox Live Arcade thing. Yeah. And it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, I think um, that's that's all for the games we've been playing. Now let's talk about some new stuff. And boy, is there a lot of new stuff. 
let's first jump into the new game expo. Um, or sorry, new game plus expo that uh, that happened today. So there was so so many games that happened today, and like the schedule was just loaded with game announcements. So it all started off with a, a showcase that was very reminiscent of a Nintendo Direct, um, I would say. And and then they basically had uh, what would is similar to a Treehouse Live, kind of, um, the rest of the day um, from all these different uh, developers and publishers. Um, they went on to, to announce a ton of stuff. Um, and uh, the Nintendo World Report kind of has a, a quick rundown here. Um, we saw, I, I'm just going to run through them real quick, and I want you guys to kind of share your, your thoughts because we have so much to discuss tonight. Um, but uh, we saw games from uh, NIS America, like Trails of Cold Steel 4, um, which should be coming out in 2021. Fallout Legions um, is coming out in 2021. Rise, uh, sorry, and... Ease, uh, ease nine ease 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 yes. okay <laughs> ease nine um yeah they made nine of these games and finally i'm figuring out how to pronounce it uh ease nine uh is coming out in 2021 as well and then axis had uh several games uh 10 and kuna um some of these i'm not going to be able to pronounce at all um and i'll, I'll tell you one of the, the reason why in just a bit. Um, but uh, SNK had Samurai Showdown, uh, DLC, uh, Limited Run Games as a pre-order uh, of the Samurai Showdown uh, Neo Geo collection. Um, the Neo Geo Pocket Color editions uh, will continue for King of Fighters R2. And that's a, that's a collection that uh, Jakester is incredibly excited about. Um, Spike Shunsoft uh, had uh, ReZero, Starting a New Life in Another World, The Prophecy of the Throne, which is another gigantic uh, name for a game. But um, And then uh, Shire and the Wanderer. Uh, other other announcements included um, Catherine Full Body, which is actually coming out on July 7th. So it's a game that's been out for um, other systems uh, for a while, but it's coming to Nintendo Switch on July 7th. Uh, Suda51 introduced the... Uh, like the whole show, the showcase started with him talking about uh, No More Heroes 3. Um, but we couldn't really see a whole lot of it because Sudo was in front of it the whole time. Um, and then uh, uh, we saw more Harvest Moon One World. We saw Fight Crab, which seemed really um, interesting. I know Barry's excited about that game. Uh, Fairy Tale. Um, and then Billion Road uh, is also on sale in the eShop. Tons of games. And... I said this in our Discord um, that I, I feel like, and Jakester kind of agreed with me as well. Like for me, there there was a lot of similar feeling <laughs> games. A lot of them were uh, RPGs. A lot of them were in the anime style. A lot of them Japan influenced, um, which is why I can't pronounce half of the names because uh, I feel like they're in. Uh, sometimes a different language. Um, I can't even pronounce YS. So why would I be able to pronounce something with a lot more letters than that? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think um, for me, just at the very beginning, I think the, there was a couple games that stood out to me and then I'll go to you guys. Um, I think the, um, the bloodstained uh, sequel stood out to me. I think um, that was, that looked really good. And, um, 
And of course, No More Heroes should be good. I would have loved to actually see more of the gameplay. Um, but then uh, Fight Crab seemed interesting to me. It seemed like a joke, actually. And I was surprised a little bit to, to hear that Barry was excited about it. So um, Barry, I know you're, you've been excited. You have differing opinions uh, on this than, than Jakester and me because, uh, you know, we, we saw a lot of the same stuff and we're like, eh, yeah, it's okay. It's cool. It's great stuff. Great, great games. But eh for us. So Barry, what were you excited about from today? Uh, yeah, there was a lot today that I was excited about because I, I love Japanese uh, style games. I just It's just my forte and I love RPGs. So this was like perfect. But on the stuff you mentioned, uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 is fantastic. I, I love the first one. I love Ritual of the Night. So I'm really excited to see more from that series and I'm, I'm hoping that this is a gateway to uh, Ritual of the Night 2 even though it's a different studio. Um, Fight Crab is just one of those that the pre-order went up, I think, last week for an Asian physical. We knew nothing about it. I was like, what? <laughs> and then we saw it, and it looked absurd, but it just looked like absurd like in the greatest kind of way. Like, come on, <laughs> two crabs with lightsabers dueling it out and but, chainsaws. And but the graphics awesome. were so bad. They were bad. <laughs> Well, look at look at Goat Simulator. That that didn't win, you know, graphic of the year. That's true. But it was fun. That's true. It's a, games about fun, not the graphics. Um, some other really cool stuff. Uh, Tina and Kuna is a um, is a 3D platformer, uh, also mixed with like Super Monkey Ball elements. So that was like that took me by surprise. I didn't expect that, and I love those type of games. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Fallen Legion. Uh, I never played the first one. I have it. I just never played it. And I watched the gameplay for the second one. And I really enjoy what I saw. So now I'm, I'm kind of want to go back to the first one. Uh, there was, of course, of course, Trails of Cold Steel 4, a uh, game I've been waiting for. And, and I will be playing that on PS4 and then getting it again on Switch just because I, I can't wait to see the conclusion. Um, and uh, they, also, they also did like a montage at the end that had Trails of Cold Steel 3 shown off because that is coming out. I think next week for the mm. Switch. So that is really cool. Uh, Ease 9 to close the show was fantastic. Um, I'm a longtime Ease fan. And, uh, you know, last year in our Game of the Year Awards, I had Ease 8 up there, which is still a fantastic game for the Switch. And uh, just when Ease 9 was announced, it was PS4 only. So when that was shown off at the end, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm excited for it. But I was just expecting a PS4. And then at the end, it was like Switch as well. I'm like, oh, my God, that's great. Now I just wish Xseed would bring over the other stuff. Um, the Neo Geo stuff was kind of cool, but like the the Samurai Showdown, like I got that from Limited Run. I like that they're going back and redoing those games. But um, those are the main things, and of course, No More Heroes Three. I mean, it just that Suda Fifty One being Suda Fifty One. I'm gonna stand in <laughs> front of the footage, but he's at least showing us that something's happening. So I'm happy about That's that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it was so cool to see so many Switch announcements. And I think um, going into it, I don't really know if we expected to, to see that many announcements um, because uh, from some of the other you know showcases that have happened, um, we haven't seen Switch um, you know uh, featured that much. So that was cool to, to see all of them. Greg, anything stand out to you? Um, well, I've definitely been looking forward to Catherine. Um, but I have to be honest, I didn't watch this or really look through the um, oh, videos, man. so I'm definitely going to be gotta be playing catch up probably yeah. after like this is all for you, Greg. <laughs> yes, because I I love RPGs, 
So I definitely will be looking into those like over the by the next podcast. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah, I feel like, uh, Greg, you're going to find uh, probably a lot of stuff that you're going to really, really enjoy. Um, and you and Barry will have a lot to talk about. Hassan, I have a feeling maybe siding with me. We'll see if he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also did, didn't get a chance to watch. Um, so I might have to kind of go back and do some catch up. But glancing through the list, there wasn't really anything that kind of stuck out to me. Aside from No More Heroes 3, which... I, you know, played a little bit of the, the original one. So kind of keeping an eye on that. But otherwise, we'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Well, the, uh, one, one cool thing is they, they had, the as you mentioned, the treehouse. And during the treehouse, they actually had more announcements. Oh, well, some people did. Um, because every, it was weird the way they did it is every segment was up to the developer how they did it. There was no structure. So like some developers like Indie Creates had like, Show, they showed off Curse of the Moon 2 with gameplay and they talked about it where Sega and Atlas literally just played 30 minutes of Catherine and called it a day. Um, really, really terrible in that regards. But for me, the, the, the standout was PM Studios because PM Studios came out with their own little direct. It was like 18 minutes and it was pretty much their own little direct where they announced the game and they showed off, uh, showed off uh, you know, a trailer. And then at the end... They made me really happy because they announced that PM Studios loves physical. They actually mm-hmm. said that. And they were like, all the games they announced are coming physically, which was fantastic to see. Uh, and some of the games they announced were the Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. I probably butchered that, um, which is coming to the uh, Switch only. Where the Water Tastes Like Wine is coming to the Switch and the PS4. Um, these are actually going to all retailers. There's a game called Ever Forward, which looks really interesting. That's Switch. Um, Iris Fall which uh, is coming to PS4 and Switch. Bladed Fury, which looks looks a a really cool fighting game, uh, as PS4 and Switch. Uh, Metal Revolution as well. That one looks fantastic as PS4 and Switch. uh, Alchemic Cutie is a PS4 and Switch as well. And then they reannounced that uh, Ministry of Broadcast, which was part of that, which is coming to the Switch on October 6th and is getting a uh, Steelbook edition physically. So all these extra announcements on top of that whole first 45 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever um really really cool it was packed it was so much and one thing if you notice like when you watch it most of the games shown off are switch and if they're and and ps4 probably second along with pc and steam and like maybe one game on the xbox one it's really weird yeah it really was like i feel like yeah almost everything was switch and if it wasn't it was probably pc um, and a lot of things were, were PS4 and Switch. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember anything. I'm sure there was something, but I don't remember anything specifically saying Xbox. <laughs> like, um, there was during, uh, a few of the things that were just like Xbox as well. It was like all platforms. I think oh, that's PM true. All platforms. Yeah. It was like all platforms. Um, but it's, it's very few and it just, it's really interesting to see how few are going to, uh, I'm going to the Xbox One at this point. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about this kind of uh, of a showcase sort of thing? Like, is this something that you think you know moving forward that that we'll see more of, of this kind of a thing, or or do you think you know this is kind of a just a you know a placeholder for E3 and and that's it? Um, Barry, what do you think? Um, they did say this is the first one. Um, I think they're going to try again next year. I do think if, if E3 happens again, um, like, you know, it comes back 
2021. I do think that if this repeats itself, it's going to be a smaller thing. But it kind of gave the developers a chance to shine. Because if you think about E3, you have the stage presence from the big three and then like EA and Bethesda and Ubisoft um, and sometimes Square. But the the smaller development studios, you know, Inti Creates, WayForwards, even Sega um, at this point, they don't really have a place to shine. Maybe they'll have a trailer or two in like the Microsoft or the Sony or the Nintendo uh, Direct. And that's it. They, you know, maybe they get featured on the Treehouse if they're lucky, but Microsoft and Sony don't do anything equivalent. And uh, Sony doesn't even really show up there anymore. So I think this is going to be a great place to do this every year just for the smaller development teams. And and not even indie. I don't even want to say indie because indie have their own showcase. Indie have their own um, type of thing because these aren't indie developers. Right. These are these are bigger publishers, um, but they're not giants. They're not, you know, big AAA publishers. They're, you know, double A publishers, but they're the, 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 the teams that do the niche titles and and really have a cult following. And, you know, Inti Creates is known for making some of the best 2D platformers. I mean, they've worked on Mega Man, they have Azure Striker Gunfault, and they've got, you know, all these, you know, Bloodstained as well. Uh, they're just excellent. And uh, I think they're, they're the ones doing uh, Shantae as well right now. Like, yeah. you know, not, not a huge AAA title, but very much a cult following. Um, and to see Way, oh, that's Way Forward, Way, Way Forward, forward yeah. Shantae. Yeah. They were there too. Um, you know, just to see them get some spotlight and use this as a, a a platform even like on natsume as well like these are these are some really good publishers so i do think it's going to continue and it's interesting that they are copying the nintendo direct format because if you remember back in 2013 you know you go listen to our podcast we're like a groaning why is nintendo doing this and maybe they were they were just ahead of the time they knew what was to do you know years before anyone else realized it yeah 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 it's 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 kind of amazing how much they've imitated the nintendo direct um because it's it's almost i mean other than like having little skits you know from some of the nintendo staff everything else is almost like you would expect to to see you know nintendo as a copyright at the end of it um just like it was like the graphics they chose how they introduced things how they transitioned from one thing to the next it it basically it it had Nintendo, you know, written all over it um, in many, more ways than one, for sure. Um, Greg Husson, I know you guys haven't got a chance to to watch it as much, but uh, you guys have any any closing thoughts before we move on to uh, to talk about EA? I do agree with Barry that I could definitely see it coming because it like coming back because it's almost like a as you said it was like a platform for them to showcase this so i would think since it costs a lot of money at e3 to get like booths and to all that stuff that's a lot easier to have everybody collaborate together put a video and then everyone can still watch it live i mean provided that we know about it in advance and like me where i didn't really catch it but yeah mm -hmm. i definitely could see it staying around just uh, as a way for them to be able to showcase their upcoming games yeah yeah for sure Hassan, any further thoughts before we move on Nothing else for me. I think I just need to go back and, and kind of watch through some of the stuff and see see what I missed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, there was there was a lot. But the good thing is that other than the the additional components afterwards that, that Barry was talking about, the the majority of all the announcements happened in like a 45, 50 minute um, yeah. showcase. And so that was, it's 
pretty easy and pretty simple to watch. And you can actually just head to their website is in, sorry, in G P X dot games. And uh, like all the videos there, they, they have links to all the games and stuff like that. So you can check out more information. So um, yeah, it's pretty well done. I don't really know who's really behind this, um, <laughs> but uh, but it was really, really well done. And uh, for kind of a, just a brand new thing that just pulled all these companies together. So I was, I was surprised at, at how yeah. well they pulled it off. You uh, know, one thing that was weird to me was like the schedule they released was like the post uh, schedule. And I thought that was it. Like, I thought it was an all day event. That's what mm. I was going into expecting. And then I see, you know, them post like, oh, we're going live in like 15 minutes. And I'm like, 15 minutes, it's an hour before you're supposed to start. So I went and then I realized, like, oh, well, they're actually doing a show now. Like, I didn't expect them to start an hour before that. Uh. But like going back, definitely, you know, do yourself a favor and watch the actual presentation because it is really well done. And there's a lot of great announcements. But then look at the schedule because I'm sure you could find all the individual ones now online. And if you see a publisher that you're like, oh, I want to see what Way Forward had to show off, you could probably just watch Way Forward's presentation at this point. You don't need to follow the schedule. Mm -hmm. So definitely check out some of the, the Treehouse-esque stuff if there's a company that, you know, interests you. Um, and it was, I think it was Natsume did, they, they showcased two games and I was like expecting like Harvest Moon, but it was like two indie projects and they were narrated by the the creators. And like you can tell like this is their first presentation and, mm -hmm. and they were like nervous, but they were showing off their game and you could tell they were games are made of passion. And I thought that was really cool because that's one of the things I love about like going to play NYC is you're not seeing the big boys. You're seeing the people who are making passion projects. And these like these two games are really passion projects. And both of those games, I believe, are coming to the Switch. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, one of them I know definitely is coming to the Switch. And it's uh, they they were not showcased in this forty five minute showcase. They they didn't make the cut, but they made Natsumi's thirty minute block cut. Right. So there's definitely some good stuff in the, the quote unquote treehouse segments. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's move on to uh, to a company that I really never thought we would be highlighting in a podcast, except for to complain about them. <laughs> but here we are, um, EA. Electronic Arts had a uh, had an event. Uh, was it just a couple days ago? Yesterday or was it the yeah. day before? Um, two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, EA Play Live had seven Switch games. Seven. Like what? What is that's not? I don't even get it. Um, but uh, Venture Beat has the lineup here. Um, so seven Switch games coming in the next year. Uh, to uh, from from EA, so surprised uh, from all these. Some of these we knew about. Um, so like that that list is, includes Burnout Paradise, um, but also includes games like FIFA 21. However, it is the Legacy Edition. Don't make me even complain about that again. I'm going to. <laughs> um, but it is the Legacy Edition, unfortunately. Um, but Apex Legends coming to switch lost in random Velen studios uh has a, a game we'll just <laughs> they say it um need for speed hot pursuit uh and plants versus zombies battle for neighborville um all coming to the switch from of all people electronic arts so uh Hassan, let's go to you first what do you what do you think about these announcements from ea on the nintendo platform again they said uh, they love well, the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, one, it's about time that they start releasing something more, at least. But then at the same time, some of these things, like 
FIFA and stuff. It's just like a, yeah, we're just throwing it on there just to throw it on there and say that we're supporting the Switch. It's like, come on, guys. Um, I, I will say Apex Legends is nice. I don't know how well it, it runs, so hopefully it runs you know pretty well. But I know that's a game that you know people have wanted, and I'm glad to see it come to come to the Switch as well. Um, so you know more games are are more games. So I guess that's it's good to see. But uh, um, really, I think you know out of this list, the the one that I would maybe try is Apex Legends. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Have you played Apex at all? I played it like when it first came out uh, and it was kind of cool. I had a hard time like figuring out like where the like I felt like the enemies and the backgrounds kind of blended together. Like it was kind of I don't know. I just I it was, it was a hard adjustment after Fortnite. And then I just never tried to get back into it after that. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure I downloaded it and I started it up on my Xbox and that was about it. Um, <laughs> I haven't actually really yeah. spent any time with it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I played a lot of Need for Speed, the original Hot Pursuit. Um, so I may I may be excited about that. I need to look back into Plants vs. Zombies. Um, I played a lot of 1 and 2, but the, the side games I haven't really gotten into, so... Um, could be interesting. Greg, uh, what, what excites you from, from this EA announcement? I just thought they're going to be doing more support. Um, I just hope this leads to more cause I'm looking for like a new Simpsons title. Cause we've haven't had a Simpsons title on since I think GameCube. Mm. So yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I think great. Yeah. Was it hit and run? Was that the last one? Yeah, it was either hit and run road trip, but hit and run and road. Yeah. Yeah, Hit and Run, I think, was the last one. But that's kind of what I would be looking forward to. But for me personally, EA has kind of been always kind of dead to me. So <laughs> it's nice to see them starting to support the Switch. I just hope it's not like they're doing it halfway and actually doing like genuine full support. So yeah, we're still they still need to earn me back personally, but I'm still glad to see that they're putting some games out there, hopefully that people have been waiting for and have a chance to enjoy playing on the Switch. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dave says in the, the chat that he's shocked that there's still no Sims on the Switch. I think that's that's kind of the crazy things is like some of those games that are not really intense games, um, but they're, they're still not on the Switch. They seem like they're made for that kind of an audience and haven't put, you know, Sims 4, not, no, no, nowhere to be seen. Um, and things like that are, are really interesting that uh, they don't exist on there. Um, Barry, what do, what do you think about all this? I mean, about EA saying they love the Switch. Uh, yeah, usually when uh, when the E3 time comes and EA is like, oh, here's our EA play and all that. And I usually just watch it out of obligation <laughs> um, just because it's like, all right, let's see what you do. Uh, what are you going to butcher now? <laughs> what are you going to destroy now? And And this time it was like, well... It's not an E3 typical year. There's really nothing else going on. It's a little, kind of a sense of normalcy. So I'm like, I, I'm starved at this point, you know, uh, for for E3 style announcements. So I'm like, I, I'll watch it. And I watched it, and I opened up with Apex. I know that was rumored, and like at the end of the the whole thing, showing up a new season, they're like, and we have a big announcement. You know, we're adding crossplay, and I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, and another announcement, we're bringing it to a new platform. And I got excited. And then it's like, it's coming to Steam and it's going to be cross play. And I'm like, are you serious? And they're like, all right, I know you're waiting. Yeah. I know you're what you want. You want it on Switch. We're here, love Nintendo, and it's coming to Switch. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, you just 
dragging me along and I'm not I'm not a big fan of that style game I probably won't touch it but I'm just so happy for those that do like it um, and I was just excited to see that like wow and cross play too because that's big it's not just coming to switch because I know like Fortnite came to switch but then they kind of changed the cross play so it's like switch is only with like mobile or something like that <laughs> but this is cross play across the board which is really big because this is actually knocking down those barriers and and the guy who makes apex was like you know we we don't care what system you play on we just want you to be able to play with your friends yeah and i think that going forward is what we really need to see so i gotta give ea credit for that um then after that they followed with sims 4 and i was already on this high like all right it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and it doesn't and i'm like how is sims not on it and yeah. i actually tweeted out uh, angrily to Maxis. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, how is this game not on the Switch? And I know they're different teams. So the guy at Apex, like we love Nintendo, is not the same people who who are working with Ma- you know, Maxis. Or, and uh, then just going forward, they started, they did very little of uh, sports, which I liked. There was like one quick thing of like NBA. Um, but for the most part, they went into the EA originals, which are the smaller titles. And they highlighted a couple of those. And, and I like to see that. And, of course, uh, you know, one of them is coming to the Switch. And then they, they finished off with uh, Squadrons, which, which does look fantastic and I wish was on Switch. But, uh, and then afterwards, they're like, oh, yeah, we, we do love the Switch, though. We have more titles. We have seven titles coming. And they didn't announce it all there. It came out afterwards. And, yeah, Burnout, Burnout kind of feels cheap because it, it literally just came out. Yeah. But you know what? I'll give them the participation trophy because they're actually starting to participate. Their words have bit them. They finally realized, you know what? We really need to start supporting. I'm really shocked. There's no Madden. And I would, I would be shocked if, if there, we don't know if there is going to be a new Madden because of everything going on. I'm sure there will be because they like money, but I honestly, at this point, I don't know if they like it that much. I, 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 I'd be a legacy edition. You know what? (laughs) Did a Mad Legacy edition at least to get that on the platform. Hey, it'd be new uh, at this point. It would be new. Yeah. It would be at least something to play. So, um, for the Madden lovers, but yeah, it's nice to see EA finally start to remove their grudge that they had after the Wii U and you know Nintendo not using Origin for their online thing, and and I'm happy to see them be there. Um, I would love it if they stopped butchering the games that I love, like Bioware. Let's leave Bioware alone. Let them do their thing. But uh, I guess the future will see if this was an anomaly year. Like, you know, 2020 is already a weird year. So why not throw this anomaly EA supporting the Switch into it? Um, and we'll see if 2021, you know, they continue. Yeah, I think that's what I'm mostly worried about. I mean, this is this is cool to see. Um, and, you know, I, I'm excited about a few of these games I'm already playing Burnout. Um, so love the fact that they're coming there. But I don't know. I it, it does seem like EA is changing. I mean, they they put a lot more emphasis on Steam here recently, so that was cool to see. And now now coming, you know, bringing a lot of games over to Switch. But but I almost feel like it's just this could be like the one year that they do it, and then they're going to be on to PS5 and and the next Xbox. And they're like, oh well, that you know, Nintendo system can't can't live up to the, that kind of power that we need anymore. And it'd be the same thing all over again. So this may be, just be the one year that we get the EA games and then we'll be back to the same thing. I, I have a feeling there'll be PS4 and Xbox One versions of especially the sports games for a couple of years. And even like if there's a new need for speed, it'll probably still come to PS4 and Xbox One because I don't think like the majority of people, like there's what, over 100 million PS4 users. That's there's true. not going to be 100 yeah. million PS5 users by next year. That's so that's true. a huge market. So maybe we'll get two years of EA support. 
Yeah. <laughs> if coronavirus does anything for us, it's going to delay the uh, <laughs> the the um, the the buying uh, of the next you know PlayStation and Xbox. So less people will have them just because there's less in existence. So <laughs> it's going to force EA to support us to 2022 at least. Um, all right. So let's let's move on to something uh, equally as exciting. Um, maybe I don't know. Uh, out of the blue. Nintendo released a game the other day um, called Jump Rope Challenge, and uh, it's exactly what you think it is. It's um, virtual jumping rope, and it's free until the end of September, and it was developed by some of the the Japanese uh, developers while they're sitting around and needing to um, uh, basically be active while they're kind of stuck inside. And um, so you you grab your Joy-Cons and you jump rope. And that's about it. Uh, you can compete for, you know, your beat a high score from the, the day before, go, you know, go for, you know, those kind of challenges, try to stay active every day, which is a good thing. I'm not in a downplay. It's, this is a really good thing. But uh, yeah, did you guys, this this probably came out of nowhere. Greg, have you, have you tried it out yet? No, I didn't even download it. Like I kind of saw it and I was like, I don't know if I really need that. I mean, I still have, but I really wanted a fitness game. I have um, Ring Fit Adventure to sure. try out, which I haven't loaded up yet. So, <laughs> like, if I really needed more activity, I have a better game to start with. Yeah, yeah. Hassan, have you have you fired it up and jumped some virtual rope yet? I have not, but I am on the eShop website right now downloading the game so it'll go nice. to my Switch so I remember. Because nice. I saw the article and I forgot about it and I just never got around to uh, to uh, to doing that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's a neat little thing. Um, but I also do need to get back into playing Ring Fit um, and trying out all the rhythm stuff they added. Mm. I still never touched any of that, yeah. so I still need to, I need to get back to doing that. Yeah, same here. Barry? Have you tried uh, it? I downloaded it, um, <laughs> but I haven't tried it. I downloaded it because it's free until September, so I figured if I download it now for free, I'll have it forever yeah. for free if I ever want it again. Uh, and I don't take much st- you know, stake in it being a digital-only title. Um, I do think it's cool, though, um, that you know, like some developers were just like, hey, we're just going to do this, and we're going to release it for free for everybody. Um, I do feel it's almost a, a Nintendo Land fireworks moment. <laughs> In a sense, because it happens to launch at E3 time when people are <laughs> expecting big news, and we're like, "Hey, we got something big for you!" Uh, jump rope challenge. Um, what? <laughs> d- d- what? Um, not what we expected. I also kind of find it weird that Nintendo's own employees had to develop a game to stay active and didn't use their own game, Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> They're even uh, having a hard weird. time finding a Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> it's appearing in stores now. I heard. <laughs> Yeah, uh, all you disappoint me. You haven't even tried it. Neither have I. Um, so, <laughs> but again, I have I have downloaded it just like uh, just like you guys. But it's it's still sitting there. Um, I, I'll probably try it out. But I think you know having Ring Fit Adventure that's the better the better exercise experience for sure. Uh, Dave says in the chat that the max score is a thousand jumps. It stops counting after a thousand. So apparently they never expected us to get to a thousand jumps. So. You know, um, but you know, Barry, you just, you just a thousand jumps sounds like murder. That's what you said yeah. in chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> just think about doing a thousand jumps in one shot. I mean, that's a lot of jumps. <laughs> that's true. That's true. 
uh, Jakester Star five. I'm assuming uh, five uh, Ring Fit Adventure uh, games at, at Target. So yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's coming out there. Um, hey, it's Jump Rope Challenge is free. Grab it while you can till the end of uh, September. Um, it's kind of weird how they said it's going to be available. I don't know if it's going to go away altogether at the end of September or if they're going to start charging at the end Probably of September. Start. I would assume they'd start charging, but it's kind of how they wrote it in the, the press release almost seems like it'd be available until the end of September. And that was weird. So maybe it's just the way they wrote it um, that led me to believe that maybe it's actually going to start charging. I couldn't imagine them charging much, maybe like a dollar ninety nine or something like that. But I don't know. Well, let's move on because there were some other announcements this week uh, from from a little company we like to. It's called the Big N. Um, maybe uh, Super Smash Brothers. Hey, we finally got some oh. information from Smash Brothers. That like, game. yeah, oh, all right. There's that, that. There's that game with uh, now eighty one fighters. 81 fighters because men never, men never heard of that that game that's the <laughs> wallpaper of my phone never heard of it <laughs> oh so uh sakurai appeared uh from his own home this time uh nintendo sent him some uh camera gear i love the fact that this whole entire thing he's like so just candid he's like so i didn't know how to do this from a home so nintendo sent me some gear um and actually shows his camera and everything off um but uh yeah announced the the arms character um, that we knew was coming, but we didn't know which one it was going to be. Uh, so Min Min uh, was the the character. And um, yeah, we it, she's going to be coming on June 29th, along with the ARMS uh, Spring Stadium. It's going to be the new... Uh, the new stadium is going to be accompanying her. Um, it's kind of a basic stadium, kind of the the sides uh, move up and down, kind of like a 20% angle and something like that, um, kind of going back. There's going to be 18 new songs added to the game uh, with Min Min. Uh, two of those are new arrangements. So ARMS Grand Prix Official and Ramen Bowl are new arrangements just for Smash Brothers. Um, and then we're also going to get five new... Um, me costumes we're gonna get ninjara uh from arms um i have no idea how to pronounce the tekken character can you guys take a guess at this Hihachi. let's just say Hihachi. i think it's something like that from tekken uh callie and marie from splatoon 2 and vault boy from the fallout series all gonna be 75 cents each starting on june 29th and uh they're also gonna be updating the spirits mode to uh include some of the me costume characters new challenges and um there's actually gonna be a, a replay mode in in spirits as well and finally they mentioned that uh the joker and hero amiibo are gonna be out this fall as well so yeah up to 81 characters on uh on super smash Brothers ultimate and five more that are still coming they're still gonna be working on that uh that we don't know who they are yet so um hassan what do you think about all these announcements from uh smash brothers ultimate um it was pretty cool i was i was looking forward to seeing who they ended up picking for the arms fighter i think arms uh, is the perfect type of game to have a character featured in Smash Brothers, and I'm glad that this round of DLC gave it that opportunity. I think I was 50-50 when they said that there was an arms fighter, whether it would be like a a 
you could change skins and it'd be different arms characters or if it would be a singular arms character. So part of me is a little disappointed that it's not like a bunch of arms characters as one. But on the other hand, if you think about it, a lot of them are also like they have like different styles and it might have been a little I don't know. I, I like what they did. I like what they did with Min Min. Uh, so I, I'm pretty satisfied with it. I like how you can change some of the arms that mm-hmm. uh, that she's using. Just one of them. Um, I think she... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just one of them. Um, but the... Um, I, I, it, it's cool how seeing Min Min in the game, like the way the movements of her arms are and everything, like feels just like, you know, it looks like she would out of arms. Like they... they Nintendo does a great job at like adapting these characters into Smash Brothers, I think, um, and I think that was that was super cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I um, I think this should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Cool, cool. Barry, what do you think about all these announcements for Smash Brothers? Uh, like Asan, I was hoping for the all-in-one kind of deal, um, just because they were so vague and it was like you know they. They do play similarly enough, and you know they did it with the Koopalings and and Bowser Jr. So, it's not unprecedented that they could do something, and it's not not even unprecedented with DLC because they did it with Hero, where they have four different Dragon Quest heroes there. Um, so, I was kind of hoping, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm not upset. I think Min Min is a great choice. I was hoping for like Ninjaro, but you know. Being that this is also another female representative in Smash, it's a good thing. Uh, gets more diversity. Uh, I do find it weird that it's Springman stage that is the fighting arena instead mm-hmm. of her ramen ball stage, which I thought was kind of weird because she does have her own stage in arms. But um, the the stage itself is really cool, and I like the fact that it's like pretty much every song from Arms is being included. So it's a yeah. whole soundtrack. I mean, think about it, 18 songs. Um, that's awesome. And uh, no, I'm just happy that Arms is getting represented re- representation because I always felt it should have been. Uh, my biggest takeaway was the fact two things: one, in the original presentation for Smash Ultimate, Sakurai did state that Arms was was when it, when it was announced, was, it was too far into Smash's development. They had already decided the roster, and he wanted to include a character, but he couldn't. And two. Min Min is already a spirit in the game, and this means that spirits are no longer uh, prevented of uh, being characters. It, you know, it's it's not no longer oh, if there's a spirit, they can't be a character in this game. I mean, not not talking future games. So that means that there's one other character that was talked about that was in development walls or, or too far too smash was too far in development when the game was announced and shown off that also has a spirit and that is rex and pyra and rex and mithra which means that i have really high hopes that one of the characters will be them and as they should be to get more xenoblade love <laughs> i know there'll be another sword user but it's from a franchise that has one fighter so people shouldn't go crazy upset <laughs> like they do with fire emblem because it's only one and it's from a different game than the one that is there um, so I would love to see that, but yeah, I'm really happy with Min Min. Like Asan said, Nintendo knows how to translate a character into Smash. They did it so well, and the the DLC, the Mii costumes. I hope at the end they do like some kind of costume pack, just to like buy them all at a discount, because uh, I haven't bought any of them. But I do think it's cool that Vault Boy is there. What I did find interesting is the previous guest characters like Cuphead, um, and and. Um, the one from uh, Undertale, uh-huh. they came with bonus songs, like bonus music. 
this one didn't come with any music and it also said smash cross vault boy instead of cross fallout right. and i thought that was kind of weird like we know vault boy is from fallout were you just not allowed to say fallout <laughs> like why that was just that's an oddity but yeah. it's still so cool to see you know bethesda get get a character in there now and of course this is probably going to start people saying doom guy again because now Bethesda right. technically has a type of rep but uh, I guess we'll see these last five uh, fighters, what happens. Yeah. I wonder if it could be because of the, um, is the the Fallout game that's on Switch, is it a Vault Boy there game? There is no. There is no. Not, oh, oh, you do Fallout, Fallout Shelter. shelter. Fallout, Fallout Shelter. Fallout it's, shelter. it's called Fallout, though. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. I was thinking if it, if it had Vault Boy in the you name, know, maybe they would, that's why they is, called it. Is Fallout, because the other time where they did this was, wasn't it Assassin's Creed? They said cross Altair or something like that instead of That's the true. actual yeah. franchise. That's a good so point. So they've done that before. I don't know if it's like a mature thing. And so they'd, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the reason is. But And Assassin's Creed has appeared on Nintendo platforms. Right. Yeah, DS, exactly. the Wii U, and, and the, the Switch. Yeah, that is a good point. Good point. Uh, Greg, what do, you, what do you think about uh, all the Smash Brothers information? It's nice stuff that it finally came out. <laughs> I know we've been looking for, I think it was supposed to originally arrive in like March, and obviously with everything going on, it had to be delayed and whatnot. So it was definitely great to see it, and finally we know it's like Min Min, and I still think I have to purchase the pass, though. So <laughs> yeah, me too. Get all the fighters. Um, <clears throat> but honestly, for me, I think the most exciting part was just the Amiibos. So I really... Have, I have the entire Smash collection, and so now I have to go out and get two more. So, <laughs> well, they said all the DLC fighters, so there's two. That's true. I know, but like now that there's like two on the schedule, now it's like, oh, now I have to like yeah. <laughs> see like what the store situation's like, and even said they might be kind of more limited prints, so that's kind of scary. It's almost like a reminiscent of 2014 when right. Amiibo first launched, and it's like, oh, we know there's millions of people that want them but each store is just gonna have like two and yeah like so yeah so after i did the hint at the uh like potential like zelda and other ones right like different styles or he kind of made this weird comment he did he's like it's interesting that like we don't have figures of their new styles too bad we can't do that and the camera kind of lingered on him for a second and then moved on i was like is that a hint like what are they what's going (laughs) on right right uh, if they do so that, weird. then you know the Koopalings are coming and like male We Fit Trainer and male <laughs> Robin and all those player twos. Yeah. Alpha probably. Yeah, there's so many more. I'm gonna need like five more shelves. No. Good thing I stopped collecting them all. That's all I'm gonna say. But those of you guys that are still collecting them all, good luck with finding places to put them. <laughs> it does yeah. feel like a people are dead though, like the way they were mm-hmm. just like more like these are novelty at this point. Yeah. Like, games may still use them, like Animal Crossing New Horizons uses it, but didn't come out with any new Amiibo. It just uses the existing ones. Yeah. So it almost feels like games going forward will still use existing Amiibo, but we probably won't see any more outside of Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, because I feel like they finally got them up to to par of the, the original um, prototypes. Like, we finally got the quality up that far because the Joker and Hero ones look so good. But actually, did mean, we, we, didn't hear, we didn't see Hero, uh, the Joker yeah, we one. We did? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, we okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they look so good. And the, like, the new ones like are looking great, but the, the original ones were like, eh, I, I would have rather the prototype style. <laughs> you don't like Link 
taking a leak instead of the original <laughs> prototype shown off. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, before we move on, though, uh, there's something else that I think is worth um, showing off and, and talking about is that we got to see Sakurai's house. And yeah. uh, he has two TVs ne right next to each other. And uh, in under those TVs, he's got an entire gaming system that, that doesn't surprise, I don't think, anybody. Uh, but in there, he's got his Switch. He's got, um, you know, the original Famicom and, and the Nintendo systems in there. But he's also looks like he's got a PS4 and a PS4 Pro. Um, he's got several of the old, like... Um, uh, Sega systems, I think, and uh, Barry, help me out. I know you like are like he's, you know all got these a things. Mega Drive with a Mega Drive CD. He's got a PC Engine. It looks like his Xbox One and a PS3. Uh, and and what's interesting is he's got a Super Famicom and he also has an SNES. <laughs> and he's got an, it looks like a uh, the the PlayStation One. I uh, might be the Japanese one, or, but mm -hmm. it's interesting that he would have an American SNES in there. Yeah, that's true. So maybe there's just certain games that uh, that he couldn't get, you know, on, uh, you know, his Japanese ones. So he has to play the American one. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts about this? We don't have to necessarily go around, but I just thought it was interesting to, uh, if we get to see Sakurai's house, which is kind of cool, at least part of his house. Yeah, I was waiting for people to be like, oh, that looks like a Waluigi pillow. And like, that means Waluigi's confirmed for Smash. So, like, <laughs> it was, it definitely was very like simplistic. I did think that i mean i don't know if it's more traditional style in japanese but i definitely noticed it was pretty simple backgrounds or wasn't really lots of clutter or anything at all so i was pretty impressed with that on his cleanliness of his house and display and i was definitely very excited to see like his tvs and game system like flash by so yeah yeah I, I just thought it was kind of crazy that they had two different sizes TVs. I'm like, so they're your, because he wants to play with a friend when he comes over. And it's like, so the guest gets the, uh, you know, the slightly smaller TV. I mean, both of them are gigantic, though. There's probably like 65 and 70 inch TVs there. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, one of them, them slightly smaller there, Sakurai. I think you need to upgrade the other one. <laughs> well, I just find it funny that even how cleanly his house is, he still found clever ways hide things like the amiibo behind the plants and oh look i just happen to have a slinky hiding behind this pillow on my couch <laughs> the slinky thing was funny yeah so yeah i love i love just seeing sakura i think that, like he's just i think it's been really good too because i know he was like stressed out you know in the last several you know smash brothers games to, to just to see him relaxed and just taking it easy and just being goofy and everything. That's just, it's just great to see. So, you know, if nothing else, you know, it's, it's I think it's good for his mental health um, to uh, just kind of be relaxed, be probably home a little more often and, and things like that. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more fun with, with Smash Brothers. Maybe they get me to, to fire it up again, which is weird to say because it used to be one of those games that I played every day and, now I don't remember the last time I played some Smash Brothers, so at least a new character will will get me into it for sure. Well, did you play when Violet came out? Nope. Oh, so you have a couple new characters yep. to play around with. Yeah. Because what's it, the 29th that comes out? Yep. Min Min? So. Yep. yep. Well, let's move on uh, because there's more announcements, this time from the Pokemon Company. So they decided to uh, do a little presentation last week. And we saw several different things from the Pokemon Company. Uh, we saw a, very, a brand new version of Pokemon Snap. 
a little little game that came out for the Nintendo 64 back in the day. Uh, definitely has a following. And Pokemon, <laughs> not Pokemon Snap 2. No, we're going to do that the Nintendo way. We're going to call it new Pokemon Snap. But uh, yeah, that's coming out for, for Switch. I don't think we have a date yet. Do we? Anybody know? I don't think so. We announced no. it and that was it. Um, we also have uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. The first DLC expansion pass is has has dropped. Um, that's the uh, the Isle. I'm forgetting what it's called. Isle of uh, Armor. Right? Isle, Isle of Armor. Armor. Yeah. So, and with yep. that, uh, you get a special Max Raid battle featuring the mythical Pokemon uh, Zero. Another word that I can't pronounce. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, if you get a million players to win the Max Raid battle, it's going to be available. Um, and then you can get a shiny one of them as well. Uh, then we also had Pokemon Cafe Mix. It was announced and dropped uh, the same day, I think, uh, just like an hour or whatever after the presentation, um, if that. And that's on iOS and Android devices, but also on Nintendo Switch. So it's a free to start game, I believe. Um, you can It's free to start, but you can have uh, other things in there. Um, Pokemon Go is getting some updates, continued updates, um, maybe to, to draw Barry back in. We're not really sure yet, um, but you can still play from home. Mega Evolutions are coming. Um, some cool stuff that way. And then we got a, a game that uh, I know is going to make us all smile. <laughs> um, Pokemon Smile is not for us whatsoever, um, but it might be for... Greg's daughter. Um, and uh, essentially it's a uh, an app that runs on your phone, your mobile device to um, kind of AR uh, app that lets you dress up as a Pokemon and then gets points for brushing your teeth. Um, so definitely meant for the younger audience, but I thought it was kind of cool. It was, a, it was innovative. It was a, it was a cool way to, uh, to, you know, bring Pokemon into helping kids, you know, uh, improve their hygiene and actually want to brush their teeth. Cause I know when I was a little kid, um, brushing your teeth was like the worst. I don't know why it doesn't make sense at all. It just, it's one of those things as a little kid, you're like, I never want to do that. Um, and I'm always being forced to, so maybe Pokemon's gonna, it's gonna help that happen. Um, Greg, as someone that has, has a daughter, um, what do you think about Pokemon smile on the rest of the announcements? Well, I didn't really watch it as I'm not super into Pokemon. Um, I still haven't played Sword yet. Um, but that Pokemon Smile does sound like it could be something I could download on my phone and she would have a blast with it. She still likes to play Mario Run here and there on my phone. So it seems like it'd be pretty fun. I mean, she's usually pretty good with brushing her teeth, but I think that might be a good intro to Pokemon. And then who knows that maybe it'll get me a load up Pokemon Sword and then I'll finally be able to see what all the fuss is about with Pokemon. Nice. Nice. Barry, uh, what do you think about all this? You're, you're most excited. I'm sure about Pokemon smile, but, but what about, what about, what about snap? I don't know. That, that I, I've me like, evolved yeah. my Charmander into a Charizard from brushing my teeth. And <laughs> Have I you really? you're talking about, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I think smile is actually a cute little yeah. thing for, for younger, you know, kids, uh, Pokemon snap, of course, uh, was the highlight, and I did a total face palm when I saw the name because it's so <laughs> Nintendo at this point. Like, come on, can we get rid of the new? Like, that that fad was, you know, so a decade ago or more. Like, come on, let's let's just move on from that. But no, uh, that looks good. The the cafe mix 
Uh, I've always been a fan of the Pokemon puzzle games. And uh, not that I'm going to get this, but I think it's neat. It seems like they keep trying to do these free-to-play Pokemon games on the Switch uh, that go to mobile. Uh, but it, this is probably not one I'm going to touch. Yeah. Um, but it does look cute. Uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield stuff is great. I've heard some good things about the DLC. Um, but for me, that ship has sailed in terms of me going back to it right now. Maybe, you know, depending on the holiday season, after the second pack comes out, maybe I'll come back and do it all. Um, but it's looking less and less likely because it's just there's just not enough hours in the day and there's too many other games that I just want to move on and experience. And even even still, I'm playing games from years and years ago at this point, just trying to catch up. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a good announcement for sure, and it was nice to see. And, and that that just keeps hammering in, like, we're not going to get getting a Direct anytime soon. Like, Pokemon's literally like, Nintendo, are you doing a Direct? No, we're doing our own thing at this point. Um, and, and we're probably... We might... I don't even know if we'll get another Direct this year. We might have to go through a whole long stint at this point. Yeah. We might be telling our kids, back in my day, we watched, po- <laughs> we watched Nintendo Direct going uphill both ways to school in the snow. Uh, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, Huston, I know you're a big Pokemon fan. Uh, were you excited about the, these announcements? I'm so upset that there's no Pokemon sleep details. I, mm. I wanted to get some sleep. Yeah. You know, instead they want you to smile and like make up your mind what's going on now. Um, but no, I I was excited. I I still need to play the DLC for the Isle of Armor. I know it's out now, um, so I want to play it and do this this max raid battle. Um, so I'll probably try and set up some time soon to, to jump back into that. But of course the highlights, uh, new Pokemon snap, uh, they could call it Pokemon. We snap you for all I care. I, you know, like I'm just super excited about this. I, I legitimately, I, um, I was streaming the new season of Fortnite, And then as I was about to end the stream, I was like, Oh, it's almost nine o'clock. The thing's going to happen. Let me just react to this, you know, live on stream. And I legitimately cried when they announced this because like, out of all the Pokemon spinoff games, like this is one that I've wanted for years and I just, I gave up hope. I was like, they're never going to do Pokemon Snap. Like, you know, they're just, you know, because it made sense on the phone. It made sense on like, there's so many Wii different U. systems where it would have worked. Wii, Wii U was, was perfect, perfect for it too. And so at that point I just gave up. And so as soon as it showed up on the stream, I was like freaking out. Like, this is, this is it. It's here. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm very, very, very excited for this. Yeah. All right. So from someone that never got into Pokemon Snap, I'm sure there's other people that are listening that are in the same boat as me. Barry, Hassan, you guys are big fans. Like, and what, for Greg and I, that that are not into Pokemon Snap, why should someone be excited about Pokemon Snap? Hassan, you go first. I, I think the thing about it is like, you see Pokemon roaming around in the world and you're traveling through these locations and you basically are as the name implies, taking pictures of the Pokemon. Um, and by doing that, you kind of add to your like, you know, collection of, of that. And so on the surface, it doesn't sound that interesting, <laughs> but the cool part is you could like interact with them in different ways. And so like you could see a like there'd be like a little tree stump sitting next to a field of grass. And if you threw like a piece of fruit, or I forget what it was, like add it, a Pokemon might run out from the grass onto the tree stump. So, but you, you know, if you see another like a uh, what was it? If you threw, I'm, I'm just making it up because I don't remember the exact specifics, but if there's a Pokemon running around, you could throw something at it and turn around and be angry and like, 
you know, make a mean face and you get like extra points for that picture, you know, when it's that. So it was cool to like kind of mess around and you never knew what was going to happen because you go through these worlds and as you unlock new items, you can go back to old worlds and, you know, kind of throw things into the environment or, or make one Pokemon like run over here. Like you can make a, uh, um, a shelter, I think clamp onto the tail of a slowpoke or something and it would evolve into a slow bro. So you could like, try and mess around with stuff. So I think, I think the fun of it for me was just like playing around in the world of Pokemon and just kind of discovering different things. And it was cool to just, you know, try and take cool, fun poses with the like <laughs> pictures and stuff and see what you get. Okay. Yeah. It was one of those things where back at the, at the time, all we had were the Game Boy games and the anime. So this was like, Oh my God, this is closer to the anime. We're able to see things moving and, and the Pokemon like, just out in the wild and you're on rails. So the whole thing is, you know, you have a limited amount of time to, to take the pictures and get the best pictures, but it wasn't always about just getting the right picture because sometimes that was, you know, you were shooting for score, but you also had like a Pokedex of what you captured. And it was an, and like, they didn't have all 151, but they had like one, like, like 60 something or 70 something in the game. And it was not just, Oh, I'm going to run through and I'm going to catch them all. But no, you're not. Because sometimes you have to, like Hassan said, throw something to make Pokemon evolve, or like you, you hit them with a certain ball and it pisses them off and they evolve, or you lure them into like lava and it, they evolve in the lava, or you have two of them start fighting and because they're fighting, one of them evolves and you're able to get them. And, and I just remember it was one of the cool things about the game is because this was at the time when all the how do you get Mew rumors and is, is Mew real and Mew's in this game. Like, this is the first game he's legitimately in without using some kind of code or hack mm -hmm. or anything. And it was like a bonus Pokemon. You know, Mewtwo's not in it, but Mew is there. And it was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, there's Mew. And it was just, like, so cool. And, and you had to do something special to get Mew to appear. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just like, uh, oh, yeah, there's Mew again. Like, oh, my God, I did whatever I did. I forget what it was to get Mew up here. And there's different, like, mm -hmm. the sunset, there's different stages, and they're all different environments, and you can go back around and try new things. And it, it just became... It, as much of a photograph game as it did a puzzle game and just trying to experiment and find new ways. And again, this is, this is before the internet. So like you would go to school and you'd be like, Oh, I found out how to get this Pokemon. And like, you really would really have to work together because there, we did have internet, but it was so primitive. And like, you know, the, the rumors were everywhere, you know, so you couldn't believe anything. We were still thinking like Luigi was in Mario 64 and running around the poles and, and doing all these crazy things because that had to be this, this picture was clearly Luigi. Um, so that was the, the fun of it. It was that discovery. And I'm yeah. excited to see how other people react to it when it comes out. And I hope people aren't going to be like, oh, this isn't as good. You're just on rails taking photographs because that's not what it's about. It's so much more. Hmm. Okay. And I think at the time, I didn't actually try it, but you could go to Blockbuster and they had machines where you could like insert your cartridge or whatever and print out pictures mm -hmm. of like from of the photographs you took in the game. So translate that to today in social media. I'm sure you could share the pictures on Twitter and see what interesting photographs other people take. So I'm excited to see like what they, you know, how that spreads via social media as yeah. well. That's a way to load up your uh, SD card on your Switch for sure. If only oh, yeah. there was a yeah. quick way to get them off of there other than social media. Uh, <laughs> um, 29, join us in the chat saying, uh, whoa, 20, 200 episodes. Nice. So thanks for joining us. Um, he's still trying to get out, uh, figure looking for a chrono, uh, Mew himself. Um, so that's not all though. 
the Pokemon company said, you know what? We've got more information, and uh, we're going to tell you next week. So tomorrow, tomorrow we get uh, more Pokemon news. So starting at 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, we're going to find out more information. So not too long from now, we're going to have even more uh, more Pokemon news. So we'll talk about it on the next uh, episode, I'm sure. But um, yeah. The rumor is it's like 11 minutes. 11 minutes. So what could they be doing? Hmm. Anybody got any speculation? What would you like to see? Pokemon well, Sword 2, Pokemon Shield <laughs> They haven't talked about Detective Pikachu. They haven't talked about Pokemon Sleep. So those things are still there. As far as new, it is kind of an odd time for like a big game to be announced right now, I feel like, for the year. Um, but... I mean, I feel like one of the next big games could be a Let's Go, like, Johto-type mm. thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That could be interesting. Yeah, what if they do, like, the spinoff series within the Let's Go stuff? So that's cool. Uh, 29 just said that he's Sir Venom, by the way. So uh, thanks for joining us, Nick. Um, so great to have you. Uh, yeah, 29 episodes. Can you believe it, Nick? That's crazy. 29 episodes, huh? 29. I don't know why I said 29. <laughs> Did something on my screen say 29? No, not at all. His Where did I... is 29. Oh, that's what it is, 29. That's what it is. Okay, I was looking for the numbers. <laughs> 29 episodes. We're, we're going strong. 200. Um, so, yeah. So, um, he says that kind of an obscure one, but he, uh, but I picked it up from those the old rumor sites with repeating GIF backgrounds. He's talking Chrono uh, you. Nice. nice. Um all right, so yeah, we'll have more information about that. Stay tuned to our social media and all that stuff. We'll be talking about it in Discord, I'm sure, as well. Um, but let's let's move on uh, to uh, another announcement um, that you know the ongoing saga of Lego Super Mario, um, and with each announcement, each podcast, I feel like we have another announcement about uh, Lego Super Mario sets, and uh, each time. It gets kind of cooler, but we all sit here and go, nope, nope, still not getting it. What if I told you, <laughs> how, much, how much now would you pay? Uh, what if I told you that now we have the pricing and uh, we have the entire sets that they're going to have, including Koopa, Bullet Bill, and Yoshi, all in these different sets. The starter set's going to cost you $59.99 in the United States, also in uh, Euros. Uh, all the expansion pass, uh, packs, the sets are like ranging from $19.99 to $99.99, I think is the, the bigger one. That's the Bowser's Castle. Um, we have the power-up packs that we talked about last time. Those are $9.99 each. And then we have the Lego uh, character packs that are $4.99 each. All this is coming in a very short amount of time in August 1st. And uh, now that we have all this, you've seen it all. You've seen it. It's it's all there. What do you think now? Like, is now the time? Has it finally convinced you that this, this, is, this is the time? I'm going to finally buy in to Lego Super Mario. It's going to happen. Barry, what do you think? Is this going to make it happen? It's going to make it into your museum? <laughs> it's all about the space, Mike. It's it's come to that point when I have to start really weighing the space. And the truth is, is I don't have the 
Labo sets open and done. And the reason being is because they take up less space unopened and unused versus being opened and put together. And that kind of sucks because there's some Labo sets I, I wouldn't mind actually, you know, messing around with. Um, but putting these together are, it's fun. Lego Lego's always fun. You know, as a kid, I used to build them and put them in little bins. But it's one of those things where I don't have the room for, for that. I'm getting rid of stuff. I'm not trying to bring more in. So I am going to be passing. Um, now, if they did it in a more traditional set, maybe I will uh, I'll see something about, like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll get that. Like, if they did, like, a, a Hyrule Castle, for example, um, you know, like, a, with legit Lego size, I'd probably have to bite. But in this case, uh, I'm passing. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, uh, Greg, what do you think? I mean, is, is this the time you're going to build your own, your own uh, Mario Maker? Is this going to happen? I don't know. I've been, <clears throat> been pretty much on the fence for this. So at least with the starter packs and like the expansion packs, I don't know if I'll get those, but I'm definitely considering like the smaller like blind bag character sets because those are kind of like almost like amiibo size like lego piece like sets and would be kind of cool to collect a number of those characters but i don't know if i'd go all in to get the big starter kits for this i'm debating if i should put it on like a wish list or or something to see if somebody would get it for me but so i don't really quite know if i want to dive off that bridge yet seeing as there's so much to it because obviously as soon as you get one kit, then you're like, oh, then I want the Bowser's Castle. And oh, then I want the desert. And then I want this. And like, that just gets more and more and more involved. Yeah. Yeah. Hassan, what do you think? So I I really love what they've done with these sets. Um, if they were just regular Lego sets, I would be, you know, kind of intrigued. But what they've done here, I personally think, like, is really, really cool. Um I I pre-ordered that starter thing a while ago on lego.com, uh, like when the pre-orders first went up. Now, the status has been like, I just checked it again today, and it says like awaiting new stock or something. I think I got an email at one point saying that they were going to cancel my order, but when I logged in, they didn't. Hmm. So I, I don't know if I'm actually, if I have a pre-order or not, <laughs> but it had some free bonus thing if you pre-ordered from lego.com. So, you know, if I get it, I get it. If not, I guess I don't. Um so I at least have the starter course. You know, I, I wanted to try out and get the Mario and, and see what it is. Gosh, it, the rest of the stuff looks amazing. I, I, I think just like Barry, it's about space. And so my wife and I are also expecting a, a baby in November. And so we are also trying to, I've been going through and uh, yeah. yeah we're <laughs> excited Pokemon sure. smile um, for you. I was going to mention yeah. it earlier, but I wasn't sure if it was like public knowledge like that. So I, 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 oh, I yeah. held back. So I'm glad you said so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely, uh, definitely excited for sure. So, of course, now, I'm, you know, we're trying to weigh like, what am I keeping? What am I not keeping? Mm. I've already had to get rid of a bunch of stuff that I'm trying to pare down on. And I still have a time staring at shelves full <laughs> of things. So, like, gosh, like the Bowser's Castle looks amazing. But like, where am I going to put that? So. I think that's my thing right now is like just trying to figure out space. The baby I, I needs would love toys. to get these sets. <laughs> yeah, I think I think initially I'd be afraid of baby eating these toys. Right. Um, but, 
but one day yeah you know maybe i'll just buy a bunch buy these i'll keep them in boxes for a few years and then surprise one day with like 20 boxes of mario legos and you know yeah yeah, at that um, point, they'll be worth like thousands of dollars, and you open it up, and they're worth two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> right, that's true. That's yeah. true. So I think to be determined on the rest of the stuff, if I pick up like a set here or there, um, but I at least want to get the starter course. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I did the quick math of just everything, and of course, just one of everything there. It's five hundred and forty-five dollars if you wanted everything at launch. Okay. Okay. There you go. Not much. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey has called you No Space Berry instead of No Time Berry. Now you're No Space Berry. So, yeah, Je Jeff Jeffrey, there is, is one of my co-hosts on this, the Playcast and the, the mastermind behind it. So he he had to come here to, as he called you guys, my Nintendo mistress. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I think cousin just needs to go to the Berry School of Shelving, so like he can put all these shelves up behind him, like. I was going to tilt my laptop, but it's connected to so much stuff. I have like shelves. I like organize this. It's like packed every little corner yeah. of all my like Power Rangers and Pokemon car, like all of my stuff, you know, but uh, yeah. I'm still getting rid of a bunch of stuff and it's just not still not enough space. It's crazy I'll how much it adds up. Oh, it does. Yeah. Like even it, those like shelves behind me, like I've already filled them up and we've started getting some like Star Wars stuff recently and like Baby Yoda things. And my wife's like, so you're going to have like a Star Wars shelf in your, I'm like, I'm already running out of space. I need to like re remove things and I've got stuff downstairs and yeah. And I don't even have near as much collected as you guys do. So yeah, it's all about the space. That's just one of those things where like literally this, this past weekend, uh, Father's Day, actually, we did it. Um, we built a, we cleared out a part of our storage room and built brand new shelving, just not for games. We built it for just our DVDs and and you know, Blu-rays, just we had needed space. But the real reason we did that is not only did we run out of space where they were, but we needed the space where they were to build more shelves for games. <laughs> so it, it, it's just one of those things where space is the number one commodity. And that's why I stopped doing like collector's editions. It's just, <laughs> I don't have the room anymore and I'm paring things down and I'm opening, like I'm taking collector's editions. I'm like, I would never normally open this, but just open it, <laughs> you know, I, I just need the space. The space. Um, Jesse also says no distractions, Barry. So you're getting a lot of nicknames yeah. tonight. Um, but uh, he's also saying, you know, how many Switch games can you buy for $550? Hmm. In a way a those out, yeah, <laughs> especially, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's all for the Pokemon stuff. We're going to learn a lot more tomorrow. Um, Lego Super Mario all you know behind us and everything. Uh, let's move on to uh, a speculation uh, kind of rumor um, that it seems like um, Bloomberg ha had reported on this that Nintendo um, is supposedly going to be backing <laughs> off on its mobile ambitions, its mobile efforts, um, mostly because of the success that Animal Crossing has brought to the Nintendo Switch. So they say that, you know, because of that, they're actually going to be um, backing off of, of all the, the games that they were going to be putting out on Switch and, and everything. Um, and so, again, this is, I don't think this is actually rooted in any sort of uh, confirmation or anything like that. I think it's mostly, you know, like insider information um, sort of stuff. So, We'll actually see if it, you know, see if it's uh, if it plays out or not. But I mean, they do, you know, a lot. They have a chart on there, and and a lot of Nintendo's games on there are making a lot less money than a lot of the other top 
uh, mobile games that are on the the platform. And so, um, although they are making a lot of money from them, but not near as much as stuff like PUBG, um, Roblox, stuff like that, that's also on mobile uh, mobile systems. So, um, yeah, what do you guys think about this? Is it is it worth Nintendo continuing in it, or or should they just cut you know cut it off, continue support for what they got, and and move back to consoles where where we like to talk about them a lot more? Um, Hassan, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I think so. From the start, Nintendo said that their mobile their their idea behind mobile development for the most part was to attract a wider audience of players and ultimately then try and transition more people to the console experiences. So the mobile games would be things that could lead people to the other experiences. You take a look at some of those franchises like Animal Crossing and Mario Kart and, you know, like I think they've, the Switch games themselves have kind of done that, you know, like Animal Crossing, like call it, you know, the perfect storm or whatever, but it really like, I mean, social media and everything just kind of got people to the switch. I don't know how much the, the mobile games um, have impacted it as much as they probably had wanted. Um, and so I could, I could understand them doing this personally. I would be happy if they did this and put their development towards other things, because I think anytime that they've taken some of my most favorite franchises like Mario Kart and animal crossing and done mobile entries, They've made it to the point that I don't even want to play these games, and they're some of my top favorite franchises. And so, I just I feel like the the way that they've done these mobile games is for a mobile audience, um, but it, it just didn't translate as well. And I I really um, would much rather them put development time in towards a new Mario Kart or something else, you know, that they could be that they could be doing. Yeah, yeah. Barry, what do you think? Um, this is, uh, an interesting topic and there's some actual possibility or plausibility that this is true. Um, what I mean by that is if you look at the first years that Nintendo did enter mobile, they, they entered pretty strongly. They entered with, you know, Mitomo was, was an interesting social experiment and that followed up with Mitopia. And you had uh, Super Mario Run, which, you know, was, was their only purchase, one-time purchase game. And, and I thought it, you know, was a lot of fun. And obviously that led to more Mario games. And you had the Fire Emblem Heroes, which is still their number one game. Um, and that helped. It did help keep Fire Emblem alive. And, and obviously we've gotten some games since that have, have done some re- really well numbers. And... and you have Dragalia Lost, which is their one and only brand new IP they've brought to mobile and has done very well for a brand new IP. Uh, you know, Animal Crossing did very well and I think is still doing very well. And is it the reason that, that New Horizons is doing exceptionally well now? Maybe. Um, but it's, I wouldn't say that's the, the main factor. So, like, what Hassan said. It's true. They were supposed to bring in more people. And last year we had Mario Kart Tour and Dr. Mario World and like nothing this year. Nothing at all. They've been completely silent for a year. I think it's been like what almost a year so. with no new games. I forget when Mario Kart Tour came out. Um, I think that was the last one. Maybe that was like September or something like that. So maybe we're closing in on a year uh, without any new games. So it does seem like Nintendo is not paying attention to that 
that market anymore. And that's not to say there isn't any new games coming out, because, of course, it's all speculation. But I know a lot of the mobile games Nintendo have are hurting. And I don't know if this could be a factor of COVID. You know, people out of work, they're not spending money uh, on games right now because they're they're saving and they're trying to get food. Um, That very well could be a factor. That's the whole point of the whole stimulus to try to stimulate the economy. Um, But I do know that Nintendo has very different practices than most mobile companies. And what I mean by that is most mobile developers out there, they use the old arcade strategy. And if you ever went to an old school arcade or you played the old arcade games, you know they were really tough. And the reason they were tough is they wanted to kill you so that you popped in another quarter. They were simply there to get you to to keep going and keep putting in money. And that's what most mobile games are. They're money traps. They're, hey, look at this cool thing, drop some money, and you can now have this instant gratification and feel good. But tomorrow you're going to need a new instant gratification. So spend more money, spend more money, spend more money. And I know uh, for a fact that that Games um, is one of these developers that absolutely does this stuff. And when working with Nintendo and Dragalia, Nintendo actually told them, don't do these practices, hold back, be more generous, and and as somebody who has played some of these mobile games that are very much cutthroat, and even stuff like Mario Kart Tour, which is the polar opposite of generous, they are stingy as all get out. Um, Dragalia is beyond generous. They will just be like, here's a new update, everyone gets a free tenfold summon. Oh, here's a new event, you do the event and you get like five new tenfold summons. And like, they, there's very like the the reason to spend money is more to help the developers than for the game itself. It's like you almost feel bad, like you're getting so much from the developers for free, and there's less of a reason to actually spend money. And I know they've been hurting because of that, and it doesn't help that Nintendo did not follow through with their plan of, hey, this is going to be a gateway, because they never did anything with that IP. They've got a great new IP sitting there with great new characters. They've crossed over Fire Emblem characters there. they got Mega Man and Monster Hunter in there. Um, do something with this IP, bring it to Switch, make it a new action at RPG. People love action RPGs. Make it like a mana game or a Zelda game. People will buy it, especially from Nintendo. They do nothing with it. Um, and so, of course, it's floundering, and especially compared to the other um, names, because all the other IPs that Nintendo has brought to mobile are established IPs. You have Mario, you have Fire Emblem, you have Animal Crossing. You know, These are IPs that people know and love. So it's really sad to see. But I and I'm not a big mobile gamer. I'm not a big you know digital only gamer. But I do think that there's some truth to this. I think that Nintendo might just be you know what we tried investors. We tried. It didn't work for us. We gave it the old college try. Uh, you know, and now we're just going to move back into Switch. Yeah, yeah. Jaser said that uh, that he just wants a Zelda mobile game before they decide to stop. So, um, which I would agree that could be fun. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Greg. Well, the one I was okay. going to say quickly, the one thing that uh, like Hassan was talking about also, like how like Mario Kart made him not want to play Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. And see, I found the exact opposite. I've actually found more enjoyment on Mario Kart Tour than the other Mario Karts, simply because at first I hated the point system, and I understand it, it's definitely for the gotcha. But I also kind of like the point system because every race, especially Mario Kart, is completely random. And you could have a great race and get screwed up by a blue 
Luchelle or, or a lightning bolt or something. But when you get that really good race where you're hitting everything, doing a nonstop combo and you're getting frenzies and you're just, you're just dominating and, and getting everybody with banana peels. And then you cross the finish line and you see your score like blow past the competition, especially when you're competing with your friends. Uh, it has that, a better feeling than just winning the race because just winning the race is very different than trying to score the most points. And I kind of like that because it is something different. And and, and I, I feel like if you're going to take a property and put it on mobile, um, you got to make it different. You can't make it, look, here's Mario Kart 8 on, the, on mobile because then it devalues the Mario Kart 8 Switch game. It, this gives it a whole new flavor and a whole new thing. And it may, it may be experimental and it may not work and it definitely may not stick and I doubt it will. But at least it's different. At least yeah. he shows they're trying. Yeah, I'm glad, and I'm glad a lot of those games are different. Um, not something that uh, appeals to me, but I'm glad that they are different and not just trying the same thing on a on a mobile screen as well. Um, Greg, what do you think about all this? Yeah, I, I do think there's some truth behind it because I feel like even just being playing Fire Emblem Heroes, there's been a lot of people in the community that are like, "Oh, they just keep trying to ring us for more money." I mean. Like they, you just see them introduce like the fate pass, and then like, oh, there's like more monthly promotions. Oh, buy this. Oh, another more advertisement throughout the games. They're like, oh, we purchased more of the currency, and you can use it for this. And then they're hand slowly handing out less and less of the actual currency for free. So then it's kind of points to that direction where they're kind of getting more stingy and trying to push you to purchase more and then i know that's led to a lot of people said well i'm not going to spend any more money on this game now and then i think that's where we've actually seen in that chart it said it was like it went down like 19 percent from like last year so yeah that's kind of surprising and you don't know how much longer the game could continue to bleed and Stuff like that. I mean, they routinely update it. There's always new characters to summon, but I think people are starting to wise up and not buying into the practices. I mean, I know a lot of people hate the subscription models that they did with Mario Kart and um, Pocket Camp. So yeah. Yeah. maybe they're starting to realize that even though they made a lot of money off of the gotcha system, maybe it's time to go back to what they know best, and that's the console game. So Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny you mentioned the like the subscriptions because like I I have a gold pass in Mario Kart Tour. <clears throat> I got it for free. I did that whole free two week test to do it, and I've kept it. It's five dollars a month. And the way I look at it is I, I play MMOs. I play Final Fantasy fourteen, and as long as you play enough to warrant that, and you get that much enjoyment out of it, it's worth it. And for what they give you for the gold pass for me, I I and I play it like every day or every night or at least, you know, every other night, I get my $5 worth. And yeah, in the end, is it going to be more than buying a brand new Mario Kart? Sure. But you know what? I play Mario Kart 8. I play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I played through Race All the Tracks. And then I don't go back to it. So this, at least, if I'm playing it consistently for a longer period of time, even if I pay more in the end in a longer period of time, to me, it's worth it. Because it's a enter- form of entertainment. And it's still relatively cheap. $5 a month. If you play a game every night, it's like, say you play a game for 10 minutes a night. I mean, you're paying $5 a month. So you're paying, you know, you're definitely getting your money's worth. You watch a movie, you're going to get less entertainment <laughs> for a lot more money. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, that's, that's all for the news. Uh, we have, there was so much tonight. Um, and, and thank you guys for, for 
sticking with us tonight. It's a little longer episode just because there was so much to, to cover and everything. Uh, but uh, before we before we move into our closing and, and talk about what's coming up over the next couple of weeks, uh, I just wanted to thank you guys once again for, for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing this with other Nintendo fans that you know. Um, we would love for you guys to follow us on social media and also to join our Discord because we love having that conversation between the episodes. Um, things like the the new game uh, plus expo today it was great to to get into our discord and just kind of discuss all that stuff with you guys um, knowing that we had the podcast tonight but it was so great to, to talk about that stuff with you guys and hear about your opinions and your thoughts about all those things so if you haven't joined our discord be sure to do that um, and if you haven't subscribed hit that bell on YouTube all that stuff uh, be sure to do that as well um, definitely make sure that you are tuned into our Twitter uh, at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter uh, because we are going to be doing some giveaways uh, celebrating our 200 episodes, so make sure you are uh, following us on Twitter. Um, all right, so over the next couple weeks, um, we we have a few games coming out, but uh, I don't know. I don't. There weren't any like really really big ones that were standing out to me. Uh, Ninjala uh, is coming out on June 24th, so tomorrow. Um, colored uh, is that cross or is it X? I don't even know anymore. Um, sometimes I think, I think it's, it's color cross. I think it's probably cross. Uh, Malice is coming out on June 25th, so Friday or Thursday. Thursday. Um, and then Urban Trial Tricky is actually coming out, so I thought that was fun to just add that on the list because because uh, Barry and I have uh, done a, a couple uh, Urban Trial games of the years. Some good, some My not so good. Ever review for Nintendo Fuse. Nice. Was Urban Trial. And then uh, of course, uh, Catherine uh, Full Body is coming on July 7th. Um, what do you guys, what are you guys looking forward to playing over the next couple of weeks? We'll get to you first, Greg. It's probably going to be more just stay on the course of playing what I have been playing. Cause I just bought a few new games like the, with the golf and other things like that. So I mean, I did mention I'm interested in Catherine, but that's probably be on my birthday list where I'd get that more in August. So, um, even though I'm excited for it, I'll probably just hold off and get it as a gift for the in august so nice yeah um just saw it go scroll across the screen legend of heroes trails of cold steel 3 is coming out on the 30th as well i think there's a couple that were they were added to this list um after i went through it last time because of an, a recent announcement so that's pretty cool um barry what, what are you excited about over the next couple of weeks well if you're you know if you haven't yet uh trails of cold steel 3 um I'm excited because I'm getting that the, the special edition from NIS, and I'm looking forward to get that nice steel book and see what the goodies. Um, because I just played through it just like a couple of months ago, and uh, absolutely, absolutely love that game. So that I'm excited about. But in terms of other uh, releases, I think uh, Little Town Hero got physical mm -hmm. this week, which is kind of interesting to see. But uh, and, and that's going to PS4 as well. Though it started as a Nintendo exclusive. But uh, I'll probably just be playing more Detroit. Um, I, I, by plan, I don't know how long it is, but it, it's definitely like one of those more movie cinematic games. So I'll probably be, be finished with it beforehand. And there's a couple game choices for going forward. And you know, I, I've got my time before Paper Mario, so I'm trying to fill it with, with stuff in my backlog of you know games that I wanted to play. It's just you know, Detroit even came out like two years ago or something like that. Like it's, you know. It's just so many great games, not enough time. Yeah, yeah. Hustlin, what's going to be uh, occupying your time over the next couple of weeks? 
Um, from that list, uh, I guess I'll finally be able to try Ninjala because I tried with the betas and could never get in and, and try right. it. So, you know, now I can finally try uh, Ninjala and see see how it is. Um, but other than that, honestly, probably a lot more Fortnite just continuing with, with the new season. Uh, I will try um, within the next few days to get back and, and see what's new with Animal Crossing as well as the Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield Isle of Armor DLC. Um, and today I downloaded the, uh, the of course, the Jump Rope game, so I'll try that out. And um, uh, Star Wars Episode One Race. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, it came out today. today. So yeah. um, I, uh, I downloaded that as well, so I'll probably play that soon, too. Cool. And Smash. The, the new character will be out before our that's next, right yeah uh, that's yeah coming up soon nice nice yeah i'll probably uh be playing around with smash um play some more um burnout as well as you know my always uh you know of of rocket league and animal crossing and stuff as well um but uh yeah look, looking forward to getting into to burnout and exploring some of the new stuff because i didn't i didn't have all of that dlc um when i played it on the ps3 so Looking forward to uh, exploring that and trying online and, and stuff like that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to promise um, Xenoblade anymore um, because you it, should be exploring Torna. I, I, of burnout. you know, I've been, uh, you know, uh, well, Torna I bought on my own. Uh, burnout I did get as a as a review copy from EA, so um, they uh, I kind of owe it to them a little bit to to play it uh, a little more. Um, but uh, someone said earlier in the episode uh, in the chat, I'm trying to find it. I think it was, oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget who it who it was, or I've already forgotten. Um, but uh, they said because of you, they've gotten in a Xenoblade, uh, yes. Barry. Um, I remember seeing that come across. So uh, great job! You've convinced at least one person to play some Xenoblade. Um, not me yet. Um, I have played it already. Um, at least I played it. Um, other people on this podcast have not, um, but, uh, at least I've played some. <laughs> For shame, Greg. <laughs> I just played like... Xenoblade. I told you I didn't like this combat system. No, I'm, I'm, Hassan hasn't played it at all. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, one of these days I might. <laughs> Hassan gets special credit because I keep him in a closet and chained up. So, okay. <laughs> so it's either get shamed for not playing or stay in a closet. Hmm. That's a tough decision. Well, you know, Steve, you're always welcome to come out of the closet if you want to. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, moving on. That's uh, the uh, episode 200. Uh, it's been it's been a great run. Uh, 200 episodes. We're back with episode 201 in a couple weeks, July 7th. Uh, we're going to be back. So thank you guys so much for, for sticking with us for 200 episodes. Uh, tell us this, like if you, if you have been from the very beginning, we want to know. So either like tell us in the comments on YouTube, tweet at us, tell us in discord, something like that. I I'm sure we have at least one or two people that have been with us from the very, very beginning. I would love to, to know that. Um, and we'll, we'll do something special for you. I don't know what, but we'll something special, um, because that's awesome to stick with us for 200 episodes. Um, but, uh, yeah, 10 and a half years of doing this is crazy. And like we said, um, mostly because of you guys, um, cause you keep coming back to, to hear us, um, blab on about, uh, this this hobby that we have that we love talking about. So thank you guys so much. Thanks, Hassan, for having this idea 
that just birthed out of your, yes. your brain and like, hey, let's talk about Nintendo. And 200 episodes later, we're still going. So thanks, Hassan, for joining us. Yeah, no, of course. And, and uh, it's always been a, been a lot of fun to continue to hop back in. And thank you guys for continuing on and doing an awesome job. This is always it's always fun to to join and, and see see where things go next. Yeah, for sure. Greg, Barry, any uh, final thoughts before we wrap up our 200th episode? Not really anything in particular. Just uh, let's get hit the go for 300 now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thank thank you, Hassan, for uh, for originally coming up with the idea to start this podcast, and thank you for for giving me the uh, the, the the time of day in your Twitter mailbox to uh, to get me here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, as Greg said, let's go for 300 and. Uh, Let's work on that smell of vision. Let's make that a reality. You know? <laughs> As you just jump past that in holograms. We're going to be holograms in your house. Yes. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be pretty scary. I'd just be sitting there going, play Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know all the time, just during the this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'd still do it. I'd be talking about whatever, and I'd just be like, handing you Zeno Blade. Like, play it. Play it. <laughs> Barry's hand like reaches out of your computer screen at you. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Maybe we'll just stop with the whole 2D HD video. And that's, that's where you're going to stop right there. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like this idea. I, I don't know. I don't know. Applications we'll, that could be done. We'll talk about it episode 300. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well thank you guys for tuning in thanks all you guys for joining us uh tonight on episode 200 like i said we'll be back uh in two weeks july 7th with episode 201 on the road to 300 so have a good night happy gaming Bye. 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 Bye.